welcome to the Illumination Cinema Movie Podcast. Hello, everyone. I am Tyler W. Moore. I'm David Wayne Young. And I am Jillian Pulaski. And today, what we are doing is uh, we're revisiting an old theme that we had once before, um, which was 90s, uh, uh, 90s kids movies. Yeah, buddy. Doing a nice little sequel. David and I were on the, the previous installment of that, which might have been, oh my, oh my God. It might be like five years ago. <laughs> Sounds close to I don't right. like thinking about the fact that 2019 was five years ago. No. Yeah. It's hmm. true. A hard truth. Ooh. Yikes. Okay. So uh, moving right past that, um, today we're covering three films. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie, Empire Records, and Flubber. Um, I am very excited to talk about these films. About your favorite movie. Well, we'll get to that. Okay, fair <laughs> so, enough. <laughs> haste makes waste. We we're gonna get right into Power Rangers. Um, and I think here was here was the fun thing. I wrote down the idea for this podcast to to do another set of these, and I, all I had was Power Rangers and Flubber, um, and. Jillian, Jillian Pulaski over here, uh, she she volunteered to uh, to to join this episode as an imposter um, because uh, I'm not actually a, a '90s kid. So, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. An outside perspective. That fact, <laughs> as it were. <laughs> yeah, if Tyler, if it scares you that 2019 was five years ago, think about how long the '90s were ago. Just think about that. I'd rather not. I'd rather not. Um, <laughs> but uh, my 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 favorite aspect once once she agreed to be a part of the episode was knowing that she'd have to watch the Power Rangers movie. Now, Jillian, I don't know how much experience you have with the Power Rangers, but uh, take it away. Let, let me let me know how 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 much do you know about the Power Rangers? Have you seen this movie before? I had not seen this movie before. I. I think I may have seen some sort of Power Rangers show on TV at some point. Um, I know I some of my friends had like the toys. And when the newer, I don't remember what year it was, but they made a newer movie. When that came 2017, out. 2017, I think. Probably. My dad was like, hey, let's watch the Power Rangers yes. movie. And it was, I, I mean, I enjoyed it, I guess. <laughs> that one but um watching watching this one i was like oh this is very different and um i wish i'd been exposed to it when i was when i was a kid my memory of this film is uh tenuous at best it, it is i mean it's literally i i do not remember a time before having this movie in my life so you know <laughs> I think David uh, might be similar. I'm nodding along, yes. Yeah. And because I think, yeah, this came out in 95. So uh, I was a year old. Power Rangers was a huge craze through the 90s. And this was a big part of it. But uh, so I watched it many times as a child. And then I think the last time I watched it was when I was 18. Uh, because I, I kind of like I just had a big old stack of tapes 
that I uh, that I had acquired as a child, and uh, I just started watching all of those movies to kind of like see how well they had aged. Very well. <laughs> this, this one was quite the experience, I do remember. But um, I I wondered. I know one of the thoughts I had back then was wondering how it would hold up in high high definition, uh, and I, um, you know, I don't I don't remember if the version of I wa- that I watched if it was or not but um it it did better than i thought it would off of vhs tape um however the one of the first things i i noticed as the movie kind of got on um there is an opening crawl with voiceover so that you don't have to read yep yeah that was great a little redundant but wish uh, wish this lucas movie had gives thought of you that nothing <laughs> this movie gives you no information about who any of these people are. Nope. <laughs> um, they assume you've watched the entire series up till now. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Correct. So, like, obviously, I had some amount of familiarity. I think the last Power Rangers thing I watched was a little over a year ago. Um, when uh, when um, the. I think Jason David Frank is his name. Uh, the actor who plays the White Ranger died. Um, oh, there right. were some, mm-hmm. like, a bunch of places were playing old Power Rangers episodes, and I watched some because they were in front of me. And I thought, hey, why not? And uh, they, if you can imagine this being cheesier, then that's what that was like. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what, what, so overall, I guess, um, uh, David, uh, I assume you had a similar introduction to this film but uh are, are, are there any uh are there any is there anything you'd like to add yeah what a good looking question okay so the first thing i'll say is power rangers has been a part of my life since memory started much like you tyler um mm-hmm. i will say that the last time i watched this movie i was still so young as to not understand what the parents were saying when they kept repeating leap to our doom mm. So for oh, for me, they were saying we two are two. And um <laughs> I I assumed that it had something to do with a robot and I kept waiting. It didn't happen. There's no like R2D2 in this movie. <laughs> um R2D2. Yeah, like I and then you know, I, I skip forward twenty something years. I'm not telling you how many twenty, but um twenty something years, fast forward till now and you know, I see it and I'm like, oh, that's what they're saying. But I can hear what I thought they were saying this whole time. And, you know, there are like sure. huge thought triggers with this movie. Um, several of it, which were centered around, uh, you know, first time live action crushes. So, um, yep. you know, uh, that happened. Amy Jo Johnson. Amy Jo Johnson being the primary one. Yes. Um, I, I distinctly remember being enamored with Dulcea. So there's that. Take, oh yeah of course take naturally yeah take out of that what you will i mean she's just like she's power rangers xena in this movie so i'm I'm fine with that i know what we're watching next uh <laughs> just thinking about xena <laughs> okay anyway um so yeah there are like all these thought triggers things that i'm like oh yeah they did turn it uh, turn into a bear and a a, a freaking frog and this and that like those are things that i'm like oh yeah i remember thinking that was weird as a kid so like all of those 
associations now have like a story behind them instead of just moments, which is really interesting for me. Sure. I, uh, similar like thought on the uh, thought trigger is not something I wrote down, but like I, this movie had to have some of the first times I ever heard certain phrases. Mm. Mm. And so there are so many things that I say frequently that are in this movie. <laughs> and you don't know you're actually quoting something else. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I guess we're talking, so like talk about the characters here for a second, because um, n- not one of the Rangers has a definable personality. <laughs> um, <laughs> and yet, however, because like the, I, I was kind of, I was kind of waiting for like some kind of like interesting story to kick in with them. Uh, but you know, clearly there was a question posed when they were writing this film, which was, how are we going to fill up that first act? And they said, I don't know. Extreme sports. Yep. (laughs) High schoolers. Air surfing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay, that's not realistic. Where are their parents? Right. (laughs) Like. The, the children of Angel Grove all have, you know, uh, parents who are around and uh, participating in their lives. But uh, apparently Do we know not... the connection between... Because I guess I just assumed, like, in the show, you have an idea better of who they are. But the, the father and son seem to know... Is it the White Ranger? Yeah, they're from the show. Are they? I, I yeah. genuinely didn't know. Tommy, uh, I think, is the White Ranger's yeah, name. Yeah, Tommy Oliver. Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure there's a connection there. It's it's faded over time, but I I remember him having more moments than just those moments that we saw in the movie. So, yeah. I, I, they have to belong somewhere. <laughs> I always wonder, because like, there's, there's definitely a space of Power Rangers media that I did not see. Um before a certain point like i saw plenty of mighty morphin stuff skipped zeo i i've seen the turbo movie and in yep. the turbo movie there's a child power ranger and i thought that was the same kid it is not it is not you are right that's a far worse movie <laughs> the, with, um, with an amazing theme song so let's leave it at that however talking about the characters still the highlight of this film the best character of it is most certainly the villain, Ivan Ooze. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Which, honestly, they did an excellent makeup job on him. His uh, his costume is is so weird, has a lot going on. Like, they did they did phenomenal with him. He, he, he might be a purple Freddy Krueger, yep. but <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's great. And uh, he's a lot... You know, uh, when you're a child, you certainly remember him being a lot more menacing. Really? I mean, it's mind control ooze. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Like, but now I think maybe it's because I understand some of the punnier lines he says now. Right. Well, I love the blatant, I am the, I go against everything that is good and wonderful. Like, Oh, yeah. There, there's no subtleties here. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you don't think there are some gray areas in the Power Rangers universe? I don't think so. I mean, like this guy is so bad. Um, like, Zo- like he he uh, he he takes out Zordon. Uh, you know, he's Zordon's still alive. The Power Rangers are, are still there. They just don't have immediate access to her to their powers. But Zordon just gives the fuck up immediately. Yep. 
Zordon has no hope. Oh anything. no, Rangers. I believe I'm dead. <laughs> Rangers, we're fucked. I don't know what to tell you. I've been oozed. There's uh, I, the the lines I kept like it's 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 not a good line. Um, it's not clever at all. It's not even like it's not even really a pun. It's a rhyme. Just say the damn uh, line. But but it's like the thing that continued to repeat itself in my head a million times over was want us to take another crack at it. How about taking another quack at it? <laughs> I was expecting them to turn into ducks, and they didn't. I was right. kind of disappointed. They just into feathers. <laughs> Very unhelpful. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, for people who haven't seen the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie, now uh, over 10 minutes into this podcast, mm-hmm. I, uh, I I guess, you know what? I, I will try my best to summarize what it is. It won't be hard. There's not a lot to say. There's so much happening. It's all action. <laughs> the Power Rangers, uh, uh, they they're, uh, f- have to face this uh, this this ancient evil that has been awoken named Ivan Ooze, and his idea to um, uh, take over the world. He needs to um, unearth some uh, some big uh, big bug robots that he has buried in the ground, and so he takes over. Um, he, he he mind controls the parents of the town. Uh, using, using a toy, uh, 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 like jars of ooze that basically uh, he he gives to the kids, and naturally, I guess like every single one of these children brought the ooze home, and simultaneously, the parents were like, "What is this shit?" <laughs> and open it up <laughs> to inspect the ooze. And are once they've made contact, only the adults once they've made contact with it, are now being mind controlled by Ivanus to dig up these robots so that Ivanus can take over. No, you've captured the entire grand plan. I think yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. And let me just say, Ivan's giving this stuff out for free. Uh, I think it would have sold like hotcakes, and he's taking a major loss on manufacturing with the you know the the jars and the labels and everything. Uh, but I guess he does have a free workforce later, so maybe that makes up for it. Yeah. I don't know. You know, well, if he's gonna take over the world, what is you know? I get yeah. What's 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 a little what's a little bit of upfront cost? Yeah, I guess you're right. The highest paid adult in that movie probably was earning like twenty two dollars an hour at the time. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, this is unskilled labor we're talking. So, you're just moving rocks. I, I, it's true. Yeah, it's true. I don't know that he got his money back. <laughs> I guess the Power Rangers subplot in this film is uh, they lose their powers, so now they have to uh, go on a total ass pole quest to a different planet to, uh, like, basically get a, an alternative version of their of their Power Ranger powers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All correct. You know, they they have several moments of peril. Right. Uh, zero moments of any sort of um, character interaction. I think the most we really get out of any of them is at one point, uh, Kimberly is worried about Zordon. And Tommy says, hey, it's going to be all right. Yeah. Yeah, that's accurate. All of that. All of that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
That amounts to as much <laughs> as I saw, too. Yeah. I think she was the most concerned. Like, that was consistent. Yeah. Through the whole Those two the were the thing. only ones who really got anything. Like, any, like, real dialogue that wasn't, like, one-liners. Yeah. And they're the only two that fully smiled when Zordon woke up. <laughs> I noticed well, one that. Of the, one, of, one of them looked at the other Power Rangers and then reacted. Ah. <laughs> Are we happy about this? Oh, yeah, we're happy about oh. this. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they get their, their ninja powers at some point. And uh, Dulcea is going up to each one of them and, you know, telling them, like, oh, you're very brave, so you get to be the bear or whatever, you know? Uh, and then uh, she gets up to uh, the Black Ranger. Adam. And, um, Adam. And uh, says, uh, or he's like, he's disappointed because he's a frog. And she's like, the one you kissed to turn into a handsome prince. I'm like, oh, so we're really underselling his, his uh, athletic abilities here. <laughs> you handsome, though. <laughs> That's all we got. It's a frog. What you want? <laughs> this mo- that uh, the 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 actor playing Adam is uh, Johnny Johnny Young Bosch, who is a, a very prolific voice actor. Uh, he voices the lead in Akira. Oh, awesome! And uh, so he is extremely underutilized in this movie for his acting talents. I I imagine the dejected line from Charlie Brown. I got a rock. Every time I think of him <laughs> talking about the fucking frog. I'm the frog. <laughs> yeah. So talking about those 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 new zords they get real fast. Um, I love... So they're like all... Instead of dinosaurs, they're not all animals now. Right. Um, and uh, it's, a, it's a great thing that the wolf, the bear, the frog, um, all of those can fly. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but Kim Kimberly's the crane because she's light as a feather. So don't oh, don't yeah, read good. into that yeah. any. But yeah, you can all fly. I didn't even think about that. I'm like, hmm. Okay. You're staying skinny. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the outfits too. It's like okay. Well, that's oh, yeah, that's the nineties for you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. Like short, I wasn't short, shocked short, at shorts. all. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, technically, I I kind of feel like they were actually better than a lot what of they could have been movies. Yeah. For a a so. TV seven show, absolutely. Right. I think they had oh, to yeah. stay within certain bounds. Oh yeah. Well, and then but then you get Dulcia. Oh yeah, know who is uh, is wearing? Well, nothing. she's otherworldly. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's why. If you're otherworldly, you, you you hardly wear anything. She's very yeah. exotic. <laughs> Great googly moogly. Uh, <laughs> sticking with the Zords for a second, actually. Did did any of you also feel like when the, in the like kind of the uh, penultimate battle, um, with the with the big the big bug robots, mm-hmm. uh, the bear Zord by itself completely useless, like the worst form factor. Of of any, it doesn't have like a the frog at least has a special power like it can you know shoot out its tongue the the bear gets knocked over and it seems like it will not be able to get back well, up and I don't I don't understand that because at least give it strength or something 
Right. Well, that was a consistent thing I saw. Well, I tried to, it wasn't, they weren't the only ones who needed help, but like the yellow ranger and the pink ranger needed help a lot more than the other rangers. I was, I was frustrated because the, the first half of the movie, they seem to, uh, they seem to hold their own just fine. But then there's like, they fight those little, uh, gargoyle guys. Mm -hmm. And then like, immediately both the pink and yellow ranger are the ones that need help yep i uh, i will say there's even an instance early on with the uh the first ooze creatures that ivan puts together everyone's handling them just fine and then yellow ranger is facing like three or four all all on her lonesome and then she's like knocked against a concrete wall and her back is probably broken and I think it's Billy who comes over and like, oh, are you okay? And just, yeah, I'm like, okay, well, she's the only one, huh? The only one who's got trouble. Oh, that's annoying. Yeah. Like, it just especially annoyed me. Because, like, they, like, they, like, ran directly, like, they cornered themselves. I'm like, well, we haven't established these guys as stupid (laughs) prior to this. So now, like. They have athletic prowess, but they have. No brains. <laughs> <laughs> they are not the masterminds. That's Zordon. And Zordon is dead. <laughs> we killed him. In fact, we effectively ignored his need, his time of need, by going to fight the robots first and then going to save I Zordon. know, right? I'm like, oh, we. Oh, yeah. So, like, they, 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 uh, like, they have their little their little ceremony where they get their ninja powers um, at night at this, like in like, they're like, Oh, we have to like, you know, walk down to this um, monolith this other mountain. Yep. And I'm like, you guys slept, <laughs> get your ass out there and help Zordon. <laughs> no, we really need to think about our ninja powers for a night or two. <laughs> we really have to yeah, take in the scope of the ninja powers. Um, Jillian, did you love how much of this movie was ADR? It didn't bother me. I don't know what you're. I don't know what you're looking for well, the, here. There's I just mean, the like, sheer amount of like every like piece of di- there's a lot of dialogue during these fights. Yep. Well, yeah, but it felt like it felt like that's just how it is, and you accept it and you run with it. Oh no, like I every... agree. I just I loved it. <laughs> yeah. No, it's because 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 also because the whole movie is just one liners. Right. Oh yeah. So yeah. it's just like these no are one just has little audio bites dialogue, and they're yeah. here. And it's like, okay, I <laughs> I've had a very busy um busy time since we decided to watch these movies and I I watched I watched this movie when I got home from work today and the second half I turned it on to uh two times speed. <laughs> and at least actually, you're honest. It, it was a good experience and and I kind of recommend it. Yeah. <laughs> because it's it's I mean that's you don't miss anything. It's a fun it's time. It's true. You just get you like uh uh, uh ha, have a have a have a nice fall. Uh, six six I, see ya! <laughs> like but sped up like Yeah. I think I processed most of what was said. So I don't I don't think I missed anything. You definitely wouldn't have missed anything at double the speed. Uh, no. I I watched Inspector Gadget too when we watched that one. I watched that at double speed. I will admit that here on the you podcast bastard. right now. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. I had to do it. I was like this is there's no way. Um so yeah, that's what happened. If I can suffer through every single Godzilla movie 
at regular speed. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I I want to I want to jump to the uh, to the third act the exciting third act because you know we exciting got, the right um, word oh it uh, um what's something better than exciting maybe that would exhilarating. be exhilarating yeah exhilarating there we go mm-hmm. so this movie unlike the the series speaking of Godzilla they would they would have in the series they would have people in costumes fighting yeah uh, buddy. As, as big monsters in the Zords this movie decided to go with CGI now. Uh, the, the stuff during the day, poopy, not very good. Did not, uh, not, not even a little bit. There were a few things that looked okay once it was nighttime. Like I think the, the, the bug robots worked a little bit better. With the stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, and they were like reflecting well, like, mm-hmm. you know, they still, like everything still looks like toys. And I think that's why it didn't bother me as a child because, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it, it's a it's a it's basically an action figure commercial um <laughs> yeah that last 22 minutes yeah. yeah yeah um but then then the coup de gras so once they defeat the bug robots they kind of form together and ivan ooze uh, uh 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 fuses together with it and then they form the megazord and both of them looked awful mm-hmm. <laughs> yes extremely bad which is why turbo is better but anyway, Ooh, I don't know. I don't know about <laughs> that. We'll fight about it later. Sure. The uh, I, I I wrote down at one point in case of nutshot break glass. Perfect. Because I, I guess yeah. it was just a dedicated button to kick yep. uh, to kick Ivan Ooze in the crotch. That was an interesting choice. It was it was kind of funny. It, no, it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like... Think about how delicate his parts must be. I don't want to think about that, no. actually. Just very fragile, <laughs> glass-shelled ooze that just has been shattered. No! <laughs> Not once, but multiple times, well, in fact. But it implies that there's, like, attacks that are just kind of automatically Debilitating. executed. yeah. And they're not really... They're not really controlling it to the extent you maybe think they are. Well, I'm I'm very confused. I thought about this this time. For one, uh, there was one shot where like we're zooming out from the uh, from the little control center on the Megazord, right? And uh, they stretched the shot um, uh, horizontally, oh. and so like you just have these really really wide superimposed Power Rangers on them. <laughs> but then, like I just I'm like how okay. Whose cockpit is that? How did how did they form together to where like they had this large space? Right. Oh, that's a good point because they ejected from their original cockpit. I have no idea the anatomy of this Megazord. You have to um, think about it in terms not of science, but mm-hmm. of uh of 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 extra dimensional something. That's mm-hmm. the whole point of the show. Every, everybody's an alien or an extra dimensional being of great power or a you know sorceress. Right. Yeah. I think the only the only other thing I really wrote down was uh, uh, I'm very jealous of Angel Grove's incredible infrastructure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it was kind of I don't they didn't show that off at the beginning, did they? It felt Not like really. a smaller mm-hmm. town and then suddenly it's got a metro Ta-da. rail and a 
Yeah. Yeah, like they have an they have a, an amazing monorail. Like there's there's giant monster fights here all the time. And yeah. like, you know, the city looks pristine. Mm-hmm. Um yep. the roads are holding up great under giant robots. You got to you got to you got to give them credit. Also, just to put it out there, I am a diehard Buffy fan. I have noticed that um not only does the makeup of the 90s with you know monsters um kind of like resemble each other but also the actors pretty much do the same like body language when they are told hey you're a monster everyone in the 90s does the same goddamn moves <laughs> i i found it interesting cuz i and i can't tell you like verbatim like how all of this worked i'm actually kind of curious and i've never gotten like solid answers but what i think how i think this worked um with the with the show uh for those who don't know all of the 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 footage of the power rangers like out fighting villains that is sourced from a japanese television show uh or various japanese television shows like kind of a whole genre of them and then like they would intercut with american actors for uh for all the other scenes and then like i think they would for some scenes have uh the costumes sent to them so that they could you know uh interact with zordon or whatever um for this i'm pretty sure they made the costumes for for this movie and it's it is the actors wearing them and they're still doing the same like the same like head bobbing stuff like they're still doing all of that Yep. <laughs> which I thought was an interesting choice. It it really is. I think it was a 90s thing, much less a cultural, like, hey, you know, Japanese actors who are monsters pretend to do this thing. It's, it's more even that... the Power Rangers do it. Maybe we're not picturing the same movement. Like, they, they do more of like, uh, like, uh, like, you yeah, know, like moving their hands around and then like, warped. but they'll also move their head when they're talking. Yeah. I will have to show you at some point. It's just, it's very menacing. <laughs> But also, like, cheesy. Like, it's chenicing. (laughs) Let's get off of this movie. Let's stop talking about this film. You love it. I I do. Um, I I am going to be incredibly generous to this movie. I think that uh, Paul Freeman does great as Ivan Ooze. Um, He's having a lot of fun on screen, and it translates. I think there's, there's a lot of really... Um, you know, kooky uh, uh, scenarios and set pieces. Is it a good, well-written screenplay? (laughs) 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 Um, No, but I'm going to, I'm going to be really nice and I'm going to give this six Jamie's. That is really nice. I, I was going to be somewhat generous and give it a five because fond memories do a lot. But watching it back, I'm like, it'll be another 20-something years before I ever see this again. If I do. Yeah. I was I was pleasantly surprised. It was it was easy to watch. I think like if I had to be in the room when a younger sibling was watching this or something, like it mm-hmm. wouldn't be annoying. It just exists though. I, I think, yeah, if I I probably gave it five Jamies too. Excellent. However, we do need to, by the insistence of David Cantu, uh, we do need to talk about the soundtrack really quick. 
Oh, the um, soundtrack is which, awesome. Which was masterfully put together. Agreed. Yeah. Um, Actually, that brings it up to six, Jamie's. I forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> so did I. It started, and I was like, okay, this is fun because of the soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we start out with, like, Red Hot Chili Peppers and uh, and end with Van Halen. Like, Yeah. I yeah. mean, we're... we're You're right. We're, Okay, we're, so six. Yeah, I'm, I'm calling it a six as <laughs> we well. We even six across the fourth. I can't believe Damn it, Cantu. <laughs> David J. Cantu, I'm on to you. That's amazing. Let's move on to Empire Records. Speaking of music. Another great soundtrack. I, I, watched, I watched Power Rangers and I realized, I guess I should have picked like a kid's movie. Yeah. Here's the thing. Um, it's, Here's the thing. When you suggested, uh, real quick, when you su- suggested Empire Records, I thought about saying, uh, we're kind of looking for a kid's movie. But then I remembered that I was going to make you watch the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> well, this is probably for your benefit. I don't know when it came out, but like, I probably would have picked something like Shark Boy and Lava Girl. So, oh, I'm so glad you picked. Well, you know what? Actually, they're pretty close. <laughs> well, actually, we're gonna we're gonna watch Shark Boy and Lava Girl for another podcast. Oh, no. There we go. A Robert Rodriguez bonanza. Oh yes. Oh, you know it, buddy. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> so, um, uh, Jillian, tell us all about because uh, this was my first time viewing this film. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us all about Empire Records. Yeah. So Empire Records. Um, they say it was made just to sell a soundtrack. The soundtrack is amazing. Um, I can believe that. Yeah, it kind of became a cult classic. I love it. Basically, it's about um, a group of, I guess they're, I guess they're high schoolers and college age kids. Yeah. They're um, the the record shop that they work at is about to be bought out by a chain, and one of the characters discovers this, and he takes the earnings like the money from the register for the day and goes and gambles it and almost wins money, but then loses it all. And so um, it's fun. Um, they're, There's they're no such thing as almost winning, day. honey. No <laughs> such thing. Okay, well, he won money and then he gambled there it There you go, there you yeah. Go. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it, 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 it's, it's a great sequence. I think if you don't even watch the rest of the movie, just watching that opening sequence is like... I don't it's know. Show. I think it's, it's incredible. Cold. Yeah. Um, so the but the the whole rest of the movie, um, they're kind of trying to figure out how to save save the record record shop while the rest of their normal record store teenagers working there drama happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so like a lot of people give it crap because it doesn't have a cohesive story, but I think it's wonderful because it's a it's definitely like I I don't know if slice of life is like yeah. the correct phrase for it. It's like waiting in clerks, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's 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 an elevated version of that for sure. Like there's a lot more shenanigans going yeah. on. And it gets serious at some points. It does. So I guess do they say that the store is in like is in financial trouble yep. or is it just like the owner wants to sell it to yeah. They're not nece- they're not in financial trouble, but the okay. owner the owner 
thinks he can make more thinks money. Thinks he can make more money by selling it. Yeah. And so the manager is trying to buy the store. Before yeah, I did have a sold. little bit of an issue at first because yeah. I was like, he drives a really nice car for someone in financial hardship, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. Um, however, that wasn't an issue. Um, what, so what's one scene I liked very early on after that opening, like, because you're kind of just waiting for him to find out that all the money is gone. And the, right. the, manager's, uh, the manager's name is Joe. Uh, and they do a great rendition of uh of hey joe yeah. it's awesome. <laughs> as he's uh as he finds out about the money missing yep um that was uh that was like the first time like that was the first instance of like the soundtrack really like coming in and being like okay like this this is gonna be fun like you know you assume based on the fact that it's a film called empire records it's probably gonna have a solid soundtrack no surprise it does um also the location is incredible like I would I would love to visit a store that looked like that. Right? No kidding. Uh, sadly, there's no way it exists. Anything like that exists. No, it's now. a music town now, so. Music town's probably close too, so. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess you got to crush everyone's dreams, Jillian. It's fine. Well, yeah. Thanks a lot. I'm sorry. I think that was part of why it was so appealing when I watched it cuz why well, didn't I didn't come across it till I think high school um and i was like i was like man i wish you know i'd had a spot where i could deal with life's problems and listen to cool music and and meet rex manning and yeah meet rex the whole rex manning day is hilarious it's it's very indicative of how culty i think a fan following can be Mm -hmm. yep my question was, where can I get Rex's shirt? <laughs> what are these? Okay. I, okay. So I watched, just for context here, I watched uh, Empire Records after the Power Rangers movie, like the same day. <laughs> um, and I, I think I watched Empire Records pretty late at night. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> I think, I, I know what this is in reference to. Uh, I, this is the scene where this is the scene where Deb walks in. I can you can just kind of tell, uh, like what her character was like immediately once once you see her. Yeah. Um, and I just wrote, "I can fix her." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't. You can't. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, uh, the note before that is also, uh, what a bunch of twerps. <laughs> oh, I know. I was kind of wondering at the beginning, I'm like, am I? Cause the first few characters you get introduced to, I was, I was worried that all of them were going to be like Lucas and Max. Oh. Um, luckily that was not the case no. because those are like the first two you're introduced to mm-hmm. because I, en- I enjoyed Lucas. I actively hated Max. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I I didn't even like Lucas. Or I'm sorry to say, Mark. Really? Mark was his name. Oh, I love Lucas. I I <laughs> didn't well, okay, like him the until thing. the very end when he admitted that Joe was the reason he's like in a good place. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. Here's the thing: is they until the end, and I guess the very beginning. Of course, he's still off off a little off kilter because he's been given a lot of responsibility. But for the most part of the movie, we see Lucas 
not as himself because he's in a, he's trying to cope basically yeah. with disappointing the person who has been an amazing role model for him mm-hmm. right but he also started the movie by saying my life has reached its pinnacle so. <laughs> because his role model put him in gave him responsibility god bless him i just i don't <laughs> like him i uh i think i i think i'm somewhere in between both of you i definitely felt a lot better about the character by the end of it like i felt like it it, it wrapped around but there were also you know it is one of those things where like when you're trying to gauge the tone of a film and someone's doing things that are like that feels so blatantly, obviously dim-witted. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're like, hold on. H- how how seriously am I supposed to take you? Yeah. Right. And uh, I think I think it ended up balancing out by the end. That's why you liked Mark so much. Yeah. No. Uh, Mark. Uh, Mark never improved. Um, he was he was consistently annoying. <laughs> um, and uh, I I didn't like his shtick. Uh, however, I did enjoy a scene because um, Mark's supposed to be sort of a metalhead. Yeah. With Guar. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let me tell you, 1995 is the only year. It's a totally different time because you can get cameos from Guar. <laughs> Hell yeah, you can. There is a... Um, the, uh, one of the other employees was uh, made him a mixtape and he's like, oh, this is all the best stuff. And, like, he lists off all these bands. And among the bands was The Shags. <laughs> and for anyone who anyone in the audience who does, isn't familiar with The Shags, they basically what made what is considered the room of albums. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, so that was, that, was a, that was a fun little joke. Also, the, uh, the owner stops by at, at some point like in the middle of the movie mm-hmm. and I, th- I think he's talking to rex and he uh he was like oh i never should have changed this place to a record store uh it used to be beck's <laughs> beck's bath and bidet yeah if i was selling toilets right now i'd be a rich man <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's a lot of strong lines in this movie it's the movie i've seen the most but i can never remember any of any of the one-liners and it it disappoints me every time because i'll think of the perfect time to say something and i can see the scene mm-hmm. but i don't remember what what the line is sure yeah ever you make me feel like a bath <laughs> <laughs> that's a damn good one for every complaint that i have about the structure and the story surrounding the film because i have plenty it's it's like John Hughes and uh, and Kevin Smith got together, got high, and wrote a movie that was making fun of mm-hmm. the '90s. That is a perfect uh, description of of the uh, the tone of this movie, right? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but so around all that, quippy one-liners that like just really encapsulate what. 90s american film was kind of doing across the board you know the music was fantastic obviously Mm -hmm. um and you know i mean you rolled out the red carpet you got you got so many 
you know, big names all in one yeah. sitting. I'm mm-hmm. just like, okay, well, they did something right. Well, and the characters are what I fell in love with when I when I first watch it and every time I watch it over again. Um, because they have such a short period of time to go through experiences and go through character development, but there's so much depth mm-hmm. to, I feel like, each and every one of them, even though they're like making fun of the 90s and they're kind of caricature but they're not at the same time. Like, mm-hmm. they feel real and it's amazing. You know, Jillian, I'll give you that. I think, I think my... My observation, if I had to make one about this type of movie, is that it's a character movie and not a story movie. Like, there's there's a very Agreed. distinct difference. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I can concede that. And originally, um, instead of... I, they, they cut down a lot of stuff in this movie. Originally, it was supposed to go over two days instead of one. Mm. I, I'm I'm really glad they... I'm really glad it ended up how it ended up. I, I have a it on DVD and there's an extended version and the the pacing um for all of for all of the structural issues I think I really think the editing and the pacing is amazing um and then you add in these extra scenes and at first I was excited to get more of the characters and the characters are still great but it just totally ruins the pacing of the film and slows it down and you're like reminded that oh the structure is interesting Mm-hmm. yeah there's a um there's a couple times where i felt like oh so is this just not happening like there was uh once rex is there mm-hmm. there was a there were a couple points where i felt like is he just not there now like is, is that over like but right. it may have been from a different day or something i don't know or maybe yeah. he's just on a break but like um i will say if there uh since i brought that up there is, like if there's any like if there's like one weak point or like one weak character in it. Um, I think his assistant, like that, that goes nowhere. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. And she looks like a white Walker. Like it goes somewhere, but it's so artificial. Like, I think there's a scene in the extended version that develops. Um, why am I forgetting her name? The assistant and Joe's Jane. relationship more. Jane. Thank you. So we are missing that. Yeah, and that's that that was kind of a, a thought I was having as you were as mm-hmm. you were talking about that. It was like mm-hmm. I could see that being improved because she kind of stands around in the background for a lot of this cut of the movie. Right. Yeah. And there was a lot of subtle subtext in what she does, I think. Yes. But agreed. Yeah, the stuff they cut out was good. It just didn't fit with the overall flow, which I think is why yeah, they, and they cut it out. If, yeah, you can make this a uh, you can make this a very bloated movie if yeah. you if you add too much for sure. Like, um, I wish it was a TV show that was executed well. Right, Almost. and that's that's a lot to ask for. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I don't actually want it. I just you know do. I I was a little I was a little conflicted. Um, uh, I don't know if we actually got the uh, Warren his his real name or not. I there were many points where I kept thinking this kid's still here. Um, I love it though. <laughs> I feel like this I'll, is where we're gonna have a little bit I'll, of a fork I'll explain in the road. after you talk. Um, there were because like I like 
I like the idea of, oh, you know, like, cause like, oh, Joe has helped all, all these, all these guys. Now he's, you know, and we're kind of setting up like, oh, you could help Warren. Uh, like the, 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 the robbery thing, uh, the, uh, and then like the, I, there was, if there's one line that ma- just gave me the <laughs> biggest eye roll, <laughs> mm-hmm. it was, he's a minor and put blanks in the gun. There's not a, there's not a lot they can do. Bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, uh, I thought like, I liked scenes with him, but overall I kind of, that was, that was one of the weaker points of it to me. Like the logistics of why he's still there. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That. Yeah. That check. That makes sense. The shoplifting scene is hilarious. Yes. The him coming back with the gun is pretty dramatic. Yes. Armed robbery is where I would draw the line there. I and I don't know if maybe just times have a changed. You know, like especially because I mean this is <laughs> this is 1995, uh, and I think a lot of like this four years later that scene would not have been made. No. Um, no. But. Uh, I so I don't know if maybe it's the like time has has a, has affected uh, probably the, the but... view on it or, or what, but like I don't know. I don't. I wonder how they would do it differently though. Like to get the point across that I mean, if he came, maybe if he just came through the baseball bat and started smashing windows, that would probably right. If just he was like yeah, sma- like event. just wrecking the place. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think they they tried to toe the line of over-the-top, exaggerated hilarity and reality. Yeah. And I think it is one of those scenes where they were trying to make it more real. And when you have the context of the um, Deb's funeral scene and and things like that, it's not so far out of left field. Sure. I am biased because it's one of the first movies I saw where they tried to approach real topics in an accessible way. I definitely mm-hmm. think it could have been done better, but I think that when I first watched it, I was impressed. Sure. It, yeah, it has, it, it definitely, like you said, it toes a line and I think it does it mostly well. I, uh, uh, be, because I, I made a horrible joke about it earlier. I, I'll, I'll talk seriously about Deb now. Oh. <laughs> I, uh, I, I really, I really enjoyed her character. It was something where it was, um, part of me almost wanted more of her or like to go more into it. Yeah. But at the same time, like, you know, that's not, it, it wasn't like the core point of the movie. Um, no, but hers was definitely the most grounded yes. character of and the I, entire I really enjoyed movie. it. It felt very, it felt very real. Yeah. And I think they did that well. I wish I, and maybe I'm just not looking in the right place. I wish I knew of more movies that tried to do the same thing because I I mean I can't think of any that do what this movie does in the way that it does it. Mm-hmm. Um in that the the chaos feels like when watching it as a teenager, I was like, this is this is my existence. This is how things happen. Yeah. It's like sure. suddenly the thing that my friend was talking about two weeks ago that I thought maybe was a problem and then forgot about it. Oh, it's a problem now. Like, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's why it resonated right. with me so much, but also why it flopped because that's not how 
that's not how movies and stories are structured right. in the way we intake them on a large scale. Um, but I, I do I do want to find more more media that attempts to have that feeling. Yeah, I think taking time to do that, yeah. like with something like a TV series, is yeah kind of. Like, I, I think that was a good call out. Like, honestly, when you're trying to tell these stories, like, a lot of the time, it takes a lot of, like, deep diving to, you know, do the same thing in what I would consider maybe a, a more, like, um, conventionally structured way, right? Mm -hmm. Last thing I'll say about this movie, uh, it definitely gets cool points. For uh, using music by the the, I, right. I, I have never I've never seen anyone else do it. Anyone else's final thoughts before moving on to Flubber? Before before we make our way to Flubber. Oh, that's a jump for sure. I'll go ahead and I'll uh, I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it seven Jamies. Like all the things that it succeeds at, um, I think outweigh. The um the uh, uh the hurdle it has to <laughs> cross over with being a a ninety minute film, um so I uh I had a I had a, I had a good time watching it and uh, I think I think Jillian for adding it onto the list of uh, <laughs> uh and, and and breaking breaking up <laughs> breaking up the two other films we had to talk about today. I'm, I'm glad to hear that I was really scared that. It would just be all negative criticism. Oh, not at all. No, you've convinced me to raise my score because honestly, like the structure thing was really hard for me to get over. But the more we talk about it, the more I realize for me, it is just a movie that's about experiences as opposed to, again, like a cause and effect plot. So in recognizing that, I think, you know, I could I, I would definitely like give it a seven Jamie's as opposed to I, I was going to hit it with a 6.5 but comparing it to Power Rangers is unfair <laughs> <laughs> like these are two totally you know what I mean like yeah so giving it a score that's equal with Power Rangers that's not no that's that's not indicative of the way I experienced this movie um and I'll say just like Tyler said I think the good that I'm remembering has outweighed the bad. There were just things that I definitely wanted to bring to attention because it was, it was surprising to me that it happened yeah. the way that it had. Like I said, I felt like almost like someone was making fun of '90s movies at first. Mm -hmm. So, but I'm glad we got to talk through it. I'm biased because um, it shaped a large part of my life and inspired a lot of the music I listened to in a stage of my life. So I'm probably going to give it nine Jamie's holding myself back. Um, oh, you don't have to. I know. Well, I, I don't want to give it 10 because <laughs> in during this conversation, I have been convinced that I want to see this happen in a better way. So, well, there's, I mean, you know, it's let's uh, make the TV show. Yeah. <laughs> We, I mean, it, it, it's certainly an open enough premise, you know, it doesn't even have to be an Empire Records TV no. show, you know, yeah. <laughs> like this can, Is this can Tyler be done right now? and it can be hey. done well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's, um, 
let's move on to my favorite film. It's true. Flubber. Um, so, uh, we're talking about the best. We're talking about the goat, the 1997 Robin Williams film flubber. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, because listen, I, uh, I, I hate, I hate talking about myself, uh, first and foremost. Um, and but you love flubber but the the second somebody uh hears that you know you're a um uh you're you're a filmmaker a cinephile yep. if you will <laughs> um one of their first questions is what is your favorite movie and listen i'm not going to tell them it's some you know independent low budget animated film <laughs> they're not going to appreciate that so I just tell them that it's Flubber, and uh, and then they're very confused, and th- <laughs> and then they stop speaking to me. <laughs> so I watched Flubber. I feel like I I saw like I feel like I I rented Flubber from uh, back when Dylan's used to have a video store inside of the store. Um many times uh like when like either on my own or with friends and uh you know i i'll be honest in that i i there was very little of the of the actual film that i filed away i i have a far better memory of the trailer Mm. uh than i do of the film itself however um in telling multiple people that uh my favorite film is flubber uh someone decided to uh to um call my bluff (laughs) and uh said okay let's watch flubber right now i said all right let's watch flubber (laughs) and then i fell asleep halfway through and i woke up to a message in the morning that said aw tyler fell asleep to his favorite movie (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, how about you guys? What What's your experience with the flub? Um, we watched it growing up. I remember watching it. Um, so, a lot of the movies we watched growing up, I remember, like, my whole family um, would always sit in their, like, designated spots in front of the TV. We never sat somewhere different, right? So, this yeah. is one of those movies. Right. Sign seating. Right? <laughs> this is one of those movies where I remember watching it in our basement. And I guess I've always had fond memories of it. Um, and then I rewatched it and I was like, yeah, I still have fond memories of it. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Let's leave those it's as like, memories. Huh? There's not, there's not a ton to, to, I don't know. I don't have great expectations for it. It, it, it exists. I know. It's flubber. Um, <laughs> um, so I love books. And I would always go to Bookaholic. It's it's relevant, I promise. Um, there is a book <laughs> called The Son of Flubber. Mm-hmm. I never finished it, but I guess it's about this. I don't know if he's, I think he's a football player at the college or something is what I remember. I could be totally wrong. Mm-hmm. This You're is an right old so memory. Far. But, um, and then he's involved somehow. That's all I know. But I just, I thought 
that's connected to my memory. So yes, this is a remake of two films, uh, also produced by Disney: "The Absent-Minded Professor" and "The Son of Flubber." Amazing. <laughs> um, David, how about you? What are your feelings on Flubber before revisiting this masterpiece? My feelings amounted to, wow. Yeah, I love Robin Williams, and I feel like I remember bits of this movie, but I haven't watched it since 1999. <laughs> it, was a, it was the year that I came back to the United States. Um, and what a way to be welcomed. I, I remember it being a fun romp. I wasn't wrong. It's still a fun romp. Um, sure. It's just different watching it as an adult and expecting. I don't know. I anything. Having yeah. expectations, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So let's talk. I I started I started writing notes in in the opening credits, um, because one of my first thoughts was just like, what a cast, mm. you know. Like right. you got Robin Williams, obviously. You have uh, the villain in every. Like he pl- he plays everything, he, and he plays the same character in every movie in the nineties. Um, Christopher McDonald and some after actually, and some yep. after, yeah, um, yeah. And then uh, you have the great Dean Cundy shooting this movie, who you might know as the uh, um, cinematographer for uh, Jurassic Park, uh, Back to the Future, it shows yeah. and Flubber, <laughs> amazing. Which um, explains why they started out with another Rube Goldberg machine, just like they did. You're right. Yep, Back to the Future. True. It literally starts the same as Back to the Future. That is so true. <laughs> it makes me um, wonder because those are some of the movies I remember the most, and like Jurassic Park and Back to the Future, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. I know I remember those so well. Flubber, I'm always like, out of all the movies I've seen, why why this one that I have such a great memory of? Maybe that's why the story of flubber if, uh, if we hazard to call it that is about uh robin williams is uh is a uh, he's trying to uh create some sort of new invention to uh save the school that he and his fiance work at however um he is uh speaking of huh, he has now twice left his uh his fiance waiting at the altar uh during their wedding because he's just so absent-minded he just forgets he just forgets that he's getting married so uh because he's working hey, on tyler have you ever dated a scientist <laughs> listen yeah, i don't judge listen i've been me you know i know that True. i uh yeah. i know that i obsess over things but i wouldn't fucking forget <laughs> more than once uh and he no, does it a third time it wasn't his fault he had it on his calendar his, uh, oh no his no, no 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 <laughs> see they try to make it seem like they try to make it seem like oh actually uh what's her name uh weebo we yep uh like oh yeah uh weebo his little uh his little flying robot uh, is in love with him so like she she uh um d- deletes uh the wedding from his calendar 
However, no, she's Which is she, true. She's vocally telling him, like, oh, you're you're not gonna go to your wedding? She says it under her breath. It's impossible to no! see that when incorrect. It's, yes. Wrong. No, it's ADR, so you <laughs> he can't see that. Three happening. times, David. <laughs> she needs to dump his ass. <laughs> but she's like, Oh, you don't want to go to your wedding? Oh, okay. <laughs> like like that's that's the delivery. If you're if you're reading too far into this, no, that's get the your hell out of here. I will not hear it. <laughs> she should have left him after time number one. I'm not saying that she was smart for staying with him. I spent the entire movie wondering, does this guy does this guy have a fucking head injury? <laughs> like what's wrong with him? It's very clearly a medical issue. You need to stop making fun of people's medical issues and and i will add that what your initial argument was that this robot was not a legitimate obstacle no my argument is that she most definitely is she she is an obstacle however like okay if i if i forget the One of, I've been waiting for a heated discussion this whole podcast. I'm so glad we get to raise our voices now. <laughs> I didn't know it would be for Flubber. I honestly thought we'd start with Power Rangers, but, you know, whatever. Oh, the gloves are off, buddy. Because there is no... Fu- David, David Wayne Young, are you going to fucking sit here and tell me that... That it's a well-written screenplay with a lot of redeemable characters. <laughs> Conceivably, what should be the most important day of your life is forgettable. <laughs> I, I, I am married, and so I can say this with full confidence. There, there is every chance in the world that an absent-minded man could very easily... <laughs> no, I'm not joking. Could very easily forget that... Today is the day of his wedding. Tisk, Every tisk, chance. Tisk. I I I don't want this podcast to be two hours long, so we're gonna move on. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> I'm right. It's um, fine. I uh, I something I noted. Um, I think it was it was when uh, he initially discovers Flubber, um, mm-hmm. and like it gets loose and it's like bouncing through like other people's houses and all that. Uh, this has '90s candy commercial energy. Mm. Uh, after after that, uh, he obviously he misses the wedding for a third time, um, and uh, I was just very surprised. And maybe it's because it happens so often, like uh, that's why no one's around to comfort her. Like they just think, like, well, you're an idiot. <laughs> but like no one else except for Shooter McGavin is here. <laughs> To, like, comfort the abandoned bride? (laughs) Yeah, not even Martha. Her best friend at the school. Fucking Martha didn't make it. (laughs) Or what, she just ran off when she saw that... She was like, alright, well, I told you, bye. (laughs) I know you're very vulnerable right now, so I'll just leave you with this guy and check out. Yeah, it's a problem. But I guess they all saw through Philip and his uh his empty promises. I guess so. So then uh 
we get the uh, the the basketball test because um, Philip thinks that you know there are applications for flubber in sports, um, so you can use Naturally. it to you can use it to cheat at sports. Which he proceeds to do, actually. <laughs> yeah, which he does, he, <laughs> and uh, he's he's successful at it. And um, uh, although during during the test, I feel like it is it is the worst showcase. Like, nothing. I I feel like nothing he does there proves what is going to happen will work because like he's he's out of control, <laughs> like trying to. True trying to navigate what he's doing and like he knows what's happening (laughs) so like at the end of it he goes it worked i'm like kind (laughs) of was the only thing you were testing the bounciness yeah you can bounce (laughs) it's true (laughs) you can also have this basketball going at like a hundred miles per hour and break someone's nose but i guess so desperate for a proper solution like a good solution that an improper solution looks like it'll work. This is a movie yep. about desperation. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. I mean, she did. She did go three weddings to yeah. to be with the guy. So it's true. Desperation and, is the name of the game here. And the screen uh, and you know the screenwriters were so desperate to like finish something that they put this out. Well, listen, this is this is a masterpiece. I like how Flubber is my favorite movie and David's the one defending it. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I feel, I feel that it was, it was written really well for the time and the audience. Oh, get the yeah. fuck out Can of I, here. <laughs> what? No, for the time and, and the intended audience. I I feel that that's accurate. It did really well. Yeah. Are you going to prefer blank check over this? I I would watch Blank Check again over this, I would say. Oh, also, he can remember to go to the basketball game. Anyway. <laughs> but, okay, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll dig up the argument again because uh, they have this, they have this just complete, complete bullshit line. Uh, I'm absent-minded because I love Sarah. Yeah, like, yeah, that's dude. when it started to fall apart mm-hmm. for me too. I I I started wondering because John. Uh, speaking of John Hughes, he wrote this movie. He co-wrote it. I don't know yes, what he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, portions of it mm-hmm. he did. Yeah. Uh, and I just I wondered, has John Hughes spoken to a woman? <laughs> <laughs> well, you've seen his other movies, so no. <laughs> Ask Ducky. Although, have you guys, seen, Ducky have you guys whether... seen some kind of wonderful? I have not Actually, seen some no. kind of wonderful. Watch no. that one. I mean, it's still not okay. It's still not the ideal or anything like that. But out of all of his movies, I okay. it's also it's also a DVD on my on my bookshelf. So okay, fantastic. So did it never occur to like the tough guy loan sharks to beat him up? No. Not once. Instead, they they're just like, kind of lurk the whole time. Because they're, they're like talking about him earlier. They're like, because and like they're acknowledging how absent-minded he is. They're like, oh, he's really hard to get through to. I'm like, well, have you? You could you could kick his ass. I mean, <laughs> like, he's either really stupid or really forgetful. <laughs> and they all sound like that, by the way. All three of these <laughs> goons sound 
like this the whole time. Well, one of them is Buffalo Bill, um, which yes. was uh, mm-hmm. which was great. I can't remember who the other one was now, but he's also. Oh, it was uh, it was Mr. Krabs. <laughs> oh. oh, amazing! That's amazing. <laughs> so many good things happening in this movie. It, it does have an incredible cast. Uh, you cannot take that away from it. Yeah. Um. And the first two thirds of the movie are, you know, I think really, uh, really great character development. And then he's absent-minded because he's in love. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, uh, speaking of, um, let's let's talk about uh, Weibo for a second, because mm-hmm. at some point, uh, uh, while defending the house from the goons, mm-hmm. uh, Weibo gets damaged, and uh, uh, Robin Williams discovers her, and says, "Oh, I've got to recharge her quick." And then spends like three minutes crouched doing nothing. And then Weebo dies. I thought he was looking for something. Was he not looking? No, for he's something? like, he just kept talking to her. Okay. Like, like, no, it's going to yeah. be okay. It's going to be okay, Weebo. I'm like, how about you get up and plug her in, man? Um, and then I, then I, it crossed my mind. Hmm. Did he do this on purpose? Did he feel trapped in his own home by, uh, by this devilish robot? You know, by this manipulative she-bot. Well, but they they keep uh, her 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 daughter. Can I say uh, I will talk about a scene that that did genuinely make me laugh, and it's it's not as though it's actually that funny, uh, but like. There, uh, it's, it's flubber of course it's funny <laughs> sorry yeah you're right um so at one point like they're at the they're at the bad guy's house and um robin williams is insisting that he has to like you know give him all the stuff so that he can make flubber for 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 the villain and uh he says give it to him and he starts spraying him in the face buffalo bill starts spraying him in the face and uh he keeps he keeps just saying give it to him so he keeps spraying him in the face uh, right. it, at, at a certain point it got so like repetitive and stupid that like I started cackling with laughter <laughs> yeah that checks out I was a little confused though why putting flubber on his fists made the made their faces rubbery yeah it, it's the law of transfer bro you're right yeah this this <laughs> this follows Newton's laws <laughs> And it also follows the laws of robotics from from iRobot, and you Correct. know, and uh, any any other conceivable <laughs> logic, it, it abides by all of it. Yeah, Isaac Asimov was actually, funnily enough, the one who wrote "Son of Flubber." <laughs> so. Is that a joke or is that real? Note that that's definitely a joke. Okay, I, I was like, um, I don't think. This is actually the best adaptation of his work. <laughs> uh, let's talk about something horrific that happens. Uh, because at the end of the film, uh, Kent Mansley uh, swallows Flubber and it uh, it leaves an exit wound. Yes, yes it does. <laughs> um, that was uh, That was an incredible scene. And, uh, you know, it really reminded me why this was my favorite movie. Ah. 
anyone else have well, anything to say about Flubber? Anything to contribute about I, Flubber? I... It sure beats Don Hertzfeld. I wish that it was more about Flubber. That would have been very expensive. I know. True. But... I guess that's a good point. I don't know. It just makes me think of, like, Marcel the shell with shoes on, except not at all. But, like, I just want... I just want little shorts of Flubber causing mayhem. Yes. Right. The few Flubber scenes we get, you know, they're they're fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure I remember... I, it, I'm, I must be remembering the trailer. Uh, there's, like, a completely different song that goes under Flubber's little dance. Um, and uh, it's not as good as my memory. I will say that. Mm. But... You can say that about a lot of aspects of Flubber. <laughs> I will say that the dance scene was the first part of the movie that I was like, oh, God. <laughs> you know what's the interesting? The, the, the CGI of Flubber actually holds up pretty well, like, barring oh, a agreed. couple of shots. Like, there's there's points where like a bunch of stuff is bouncing around and it kind of ignores every rule of animation. The physics of it are just broken and like it's not like it hasn't like it's bouncing off of random things. There's like no momentum from anything. And then right um, near the end, like it's during the day and Flubber like lands on his car and it looks horrible. Um, <laughs> but other than that, like. They they did pretty well with the CG. Yeah. I also have to thank Robin Williams for some of that because he interacts with a non-existing material yeah. really, really well. Yeah. You're right, yeah. and he presses his face into it, which made like like for me, uh, seemed like like did you know did you know how much work that was gonna be? <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like that looks like a nightmare. <laughs> However, he did a phenomenal job. Yeah. The animator, I mean, like the yeah. whole, yeah. Final thoughts here. Uh, I kept thinking throughout the entire movie that this was the same year as Goodwill Hunting, uh, mm. a movie that is one of my favorites, <laughs> and uh, Robin Williams won an Oscar for. Um, and uh, what can should've I should have gone to Flubber? Yeah, should have gone to Flubber. Uh, what can I say? They did it. They made Flubber. Um, you know, if I was being if this wasn't my favorite movie, I might give it a four. Uh, but because it is, I'm going to give it 10 Jamies. Mm. <laughs> and I hope everyone else will rate appropriately. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead, David. What's your okay. score for as, Ty- as Tyler's favorite movie... I have to say that my rating will take into account the fact that it was very enjoyable. Two-thirds of it, I feel, I will say it again, were well-written for the time period and for the audience, (laughs) the intended audience of this movie. So, with those things in mind, (laughs) you know, there there were a couple of things that... um, you know, we're, we're hard to swallow, but I would definitely watch it again for the performances. Yeah. So I'm going to give it a seven. Okay. But if you had to reevaluate what you were giving it, what, what would you give it? 
Oh, 10. Okay, obviously. good, 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 good. Jillian. But it's going to be a 10. I mean, a 7. Right, right. I, I, I would like to instill some confidence in you. Even as um, filmmakers, it is totally acceptable to like movies that are not the best of the best. Um, I would even say it's acceptable for your favorite movie to be one that you like, not because of it meeting a criteria or doing such and such, but simply because you like it. Right. Um, <laughs> so I should not be ashamed of Flubber should being not be my favorite movie. Of Flubber being your favorite movie. I think which is why you will give this movie. <laughs> which is why I will give this movie. I struggle with it. I struggle. I, I, it's why I will give this movie a five. And I will hold my ground. Because but, my rating hold does on. not impact your enjoyment of the your movie. Your fond memories. No, yes. that's, exactly. that's true. However, <laughs> if, you, if you had to reevaluate. I want you to think. <laughs> I want you to think about, like, clear your mind. If I had to reevaluate, um, um, since I remember this just about as much as I remember Jurassic Park and Back to the Future, I'll, I'll give it a 10. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Okay. Uh, and that will be the official score on the website. <laughs> no, no. To clarify, it's a 5, a 7, and a 10. <laughs> it's a 5, a 7, and a 4. Officially. It's a 5, yeah. a 7, and a 4. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Fair enough. Five, seven, but and four. Great. Officially, it's a ten. Um. So, well, what a great. You know, I, I, I sure wish uh, we could live in a more innocent time, like the '90s, where we, you know, we were getting uh, movies like Flubber every day. Um. But that's not the reality we live in. Uh. Here we are in the year of our Lord, uh, twenty twenty four, and. Uh, you know, I guess we just have to deal with it. We just have to continue. Uh, we have to continue trudging through time, and uh, trudging through a time where Warren Beatty can come into a record store with a loaded gun. That's correct. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I I'm sure we'll we'll think of some more fun movies to talk about next time. I don't know what the next episode is. Um, uh, the 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 schedule is uh is only continuing to grow for this. Our tenth season, by the way. Last, He's right, you know. Uh, I I didn't I didn't even plug the fact that it was our tenth season in, that's a in the last deal. episode. So uh, that's crazy, right? We've been doing this for ten years. Well, some of us have. Me. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, go out, watch some flubber. Have a good day. Love you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Illumination Cinema Movie Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to leave a review and subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. For updates on this show and their other projects, get your parents' permission to go to IlluminationCinema.com. and David Carradine Frank. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> what?
it's, it's the whole martial arts thing. I had to draw a connection somewhere. <laughs> They're both dead. Not similarly. No, no, not similarly. <laughs>